Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number 21. Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, I'm so glad you're here for this week's episode, which is all about turning 50. Today, we will be talking about the lead up to turning 50, why it's an excellent time to think about how you want to leave your 40s, and finally, the process of opening yourself up to the opportunities you will have when you're over 50 and the one thing you absolutely must do before you turn 50. I will also be announcing a cool contest too, so get ready. The prize is Awesome. Okay, ladies, here we go. Let's get this party started. Yes, it's a party. Let's start right there. The lead up, the way you've been thinking about this looming birthday. What thoughts popped into your head, I wonder? For me, I remember starting to see it on the horizon once I turned 45. That's when I started to think, hmm, I'm getting up there. I was so miserable at work that I didn't really think about it much between 46 and 49. But that 49th year, that one was different for me. I saw it out there on the horizon. And it felt pretty different than any other birthday. I could sense its significance. Even though 50 isn't really middle age, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't live to 100. It really does feel like the middle, like a milestone, like a hurdle. And I turned 50 about four years ago. For me, I started to think about things I hadn't done yet that I really thought I would have done by 50. For example, I thought I would have lost my baby weight by 50. (laughs) And instead, one of my babies was heading off to university and those 30 pounds were still on me. I thought I would have been an entrepreneur by 50. True, I had dabbled with entrepreneurial ventures here and there throughout the years. I did calligraphy when I was in high school, and I made Fimo jewelry in my 20s, earrings and pins, and I had a baby time capsule product with a partner in the 90s too, but none of these were anything really, really significant. And I also thought I would have gone to the Grand Canyon by 50. That didn't happen either. (laughs) That's what I mean. At 40, I remember being pretty satisfied with stage and accomplishments thus far. But gearing up to 50, I didn't feel quite the same way. I also realized that I had never gone away with my best friend from high school. She had always lived in interesting places, so it was common for me to visit her and for her to visit me, but we never planned a trip together and went someplace that either of us didn't live. So that's what we decided to do for our 50th. 
We booked a beautiful place in Punta Gorda, Florida, right on the water, and we had a glorious time together. It was so relaxing and fun, and we just couldn't stop thinking about how come we hadn't done it sooner. (laughs) So what's on your mind now that you see 50 coming at you? And for you ladies who are over 50, take a minute and think back to that particularly interesting year. Do you remember what you were thinking? Were you happy or were you sad? Most people are not happy. Even though sayings like age is just a number roll off the tip of your tongue, it's hard to get past it sometimes. With all of the mindfulness work we do together in this podcast, though, you know that age really is just a neutral number. It's like weight. It's just a fact. But what we make it mean is a different story. If you make 50 mean that you've peaked already and it's downhill from there, you will feel completely differently than if you make it mean that you're just getting started. And this is when a midlife funk typically kicks in too. And it's certainly something my clients talk to me about. In fact, many of them are turning 50 and recognize that something is off. They start to feel that life's just passing them by and they're tired of feeling stuck. They're super frustrated too. They're frustrated and stagnant. So in a way, having 50 looming as you're leading up to it can also be a bit of a catalyst for change. You see it there, you see it out there, and you know you want to shake things up a bit more than what's currently happening in your life, especially if you've been in a long-term job. You can really get antsy. And that's another thing that was going on with me. I had the same job for almost 19 years, and I was really feeling stagnant and just itching for a mentor, just itching. I just wanted something exciting to happen professionally. And it was as if, I guess I was waiting, but nothing was happening. (laughs) Nothing was happening. And that's when I got laid off. That shook things up for sure. It was the best thing that ever happened to me though. And that's how I discovered coaching. But you know, when it happens, it doesn't seem like it's the best thing that's happening. That's for sure. But it's so important to check in with yourself as you're approaching this milestone birthday and gauge how you're feeling. If you're feeling off or frustrated or sad, know that it's a thought that's creating those feelings. And it just may have something to do with what you're making turning 50 mean. It may not, but that's why you have to check in with yourself. You know, there really was something that was pretty fun about Facebook during that year. And I don't know about you, but I've reconnected with a fair number of people from high school. And guess what? You're all turning 50 the same year. And it really was fun to be turning 50 and leading up to turning 50 with a group of people that I knew even a little bit. And I certainly don't know that many people turning 50 in my like real life, in my day-to-day life. And you guys probably don't either. So it is, it's unusual to be part of a cohort like that. And, you know, sometimes we all get grouchy about Facebook, but it was really something I appreciated with that whole turning 50 thing. You know, there's something else that may come up for you if you have outlived your parents like I have. I'll be talking more about this in a future podcast, but for now, just briefly, my parents died when I was quite young. So in my mind's eye, they're still that age. When I imagine what they look like, they look like they did from those old pictures 
I had when I was a kid, and it wasn't until I was older that I started imagining what they might have looked like and been like as grandparents. That lead up to 50 brought this type of thing up for me more. I started to think about them more as seniors. And it's kind of weird how that worked for me. They've been dead for over 40 years, but it did. I think it was because when you turn 50, it's common to start thinking about your own mortality. So somehow it just all blended together. And for me, it wasn't in a sad way. It was just noticeable. So I guess what I'm saying is that you need to be aware of what you're thinking as you're starting to think about turning 50. These thoughts will create feelings. And if you notice your feelings first, that's also fine. Then just be aware that you're feeling the way you're feeling because of what you're thinking. They go hand in hand. And the more you can sort it all out, the more control you'll have, which is a very, very good thing. Speaking of control, you may just want to decide how you want to celebrate your actual birthday too. Otherwise, you might end up with a surprise party or something else that's not what you really want to do. As I mentioned, I decided that I wanted to go away with my girlfriend, my best buddy, Karen, from high school. It was divine. We had a balcony on the water, and we would watch boats as we sipped a glass of wine, and we beaded jewelry. And the sunsets were amazing. The way the hotel was set up, there were four restaurants on site. So we didn't even have to deal with driving. We could just go out to dinner. We could just walk through this mall-like building. Oh, it was just so perfect. It was so easy. So I would highly recommend that you gradually start giving some thought to creating the actual experience you want for your birthday. Whatever it is, make sure it's what you want. The people you want to celebrate with and the thing you want to be doing. I would like to suggest that it does matter. Do what you want, for sure. Pretty much all of what I've been talking about so far is mindset. It's all mindset related, and that's really what is important about this milestone, in my opinion anyway. You can turn 50 stomping your feet and throwing a tantrum, or you can turn 50 with a smile on your face, being grateful and content with the way you're spending your time on this planet. I like to go one step farther, though. I'd like to suggest that you approach 50 with unbridled excitement about the opportunities that you will create for yourself. How about that? I didn't say that you hope you'll create for yourself. I said that you will create for yourself. I'm really not into the whole bucket list concept. You might be thinking bucket list right now. And I have to say it really turns me off. It's not that I don't want to embrace the fact that I am growing older. It's not that I don't want you to embrace the fact that you're growing older. It's not that I don't love to plan cool things. I do. It's just that I don't like the idea of talking about the things I really want to do in the same breath as running out of time to do them. So I like to put a different spin on it. I like to start thinking about things I really want to do going forward. No bucket, just a simple concept. But I want you to be deliberate about it. Small things too, experiences, relationships, new skills, the works. For me, it's really a dream list. 
and turning 50 is a great time to pull a list like this together. 50 things that you really want to do. 50 things you dream about doing that seem like a stretch. 50 things that would make your life more fun. 50 things that would make your life more meaningful. 50 things that you want to learn. 50 things you might regret not doing. You simply work on ticking the things off your list for the next few decades. Here are some things on my list, and you'll see that there are some big things which might be expensive or time-consuming, and there's also some small things which are usually less expensive, easier to do. And no judgment, please. These are just things on my list, and I will not judge what's on your list either. So here they are in no particular order. Build a sunroom at the back of my house. Finally lose the baby weight. Take tap dancing lessons again. Get caught up on making digital photo albums. Learn how to make awesome sushi. Have less clutter. Spend more time with my dog, Nico the Noof. Spend more time with my Quaker parrot. Teach my Quaker parrot lots of new things like, I really want her to say hi, mommy. (laughs) Take more trips with my friends and sisters. Write a book. Learn video editing really well. Learn how to sail. Play in a saxophone quartet. Go whale watching at least once a year. Now, I have travel dreams on my list, too. For me, trips are in their own section. Australia, New Zealand, a safari in Africa, Yukon or Iceland or both to see the Northern Lights, Unique whale watching trips, for example, like in Patagonia, the Galapagos, and there are also things that I want to make sure I do with my kids. And they might be trips or whatever, but for me, I really want to make sure that we have sailing trips together. And we've started to do this, and it's, it is really amazing. But I must say, the number one thing I would really love to do with my kids, who are now 18, 20, and 22, is to take them to Baja and have a friendly encounter with the gray whales, which I have to say is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. I did it before I met my husband, certainly before I had kids, and it blew my mind. So it's, you know, it's tricky because... The gray whales are only there really from January to March every year. And with the age that my kids are right now, it's not a time of year that they can travel. But it's on my list. I would really love to have this experience with them, my young adults, (laughs) sometime. So it is on my list. Now, what would be on your list? Have you started to think about these kinds of things? And you women in the middle out there who are over 50, you're not off the hook. What are you dreaming about these days? What's on your list? Perhaps you want to get involved with genealogy. Maybe have an important conversation with your parents or apologize to someone. Maybe you want to learn how to take better pictures or make sure to reconnect with an old childhood friend, maybe an old teacher. It's your list. It can be anything, but the point is to stay far away from the stigma associated with midlife. Why does it have to be a bucket list? 
Ugh, I can't even stand saying it. And I never, other than this podcast, I never say it. I just don't say it. It's just so negative. I really do like to think of this as an opportunity list. You have an awesome opportunity to live your life the way you want, to start your list when you want. And if you haven't started one yet, you really need to start it as you approach 50. And when you turn 50, seriously, you must do it. As women in the middle listening to this podcast, please, please, you must do this. And I want you to add to it over the years. I want you to have fun with it. On that trip with my girlfriend, we even got a special little notebook. So now whenever, like a little journal. So now whenever we travel together, we're going to be using that journal to keep adding to our list and anything else we talk about that needs to be put in a special place. Now, of course, the trick is going to be not losing that journal (laughs) over the years. And then we need to remember to bring it when we travel together. But you know what? I'm up for it. And I want you to think about doing something like that too. And if 50 things seems too scary, start with 10. It's very manageable. Who cares? The important thing is to start. It's just to start. Now, you could whip that list off in no time. And we all know that the more mindful we are of what we want, the more likely we are to actually get what we want. That's what vision boards are about. That's what journaling is about. And that's what intentional living is about. And that's because we have to nail down the thoughts we need to practice to create the results that we want. It's not going to happen by accident and it won't happen by luck. You really have to be intentional about what you want to do in your life and what you want to create for yourself. It's really up to you. So be mindful of your thoughts as you're thinking about your list. You may hesitate when you go to write certain things down. And if you do hesitate, ask yourself why. What are your thoughts about that idea, that dream? Do you judge it right away? Do you tell yourself it's out of reach? It's too expensive. It's too hard. How does writing that dream down make you feel? The way you feel is directly related to your thoughts about that idea. This is where things get interesting because your thoughts may need some work. But remember, it's all okay because your thoughts are optional and you can do the work. That's what we're working on with this podcast, right? We're working on helping you get the skills so that you can be more mindful. And that, my friends, is the number one thing that you really must do before you turn 50. You really have to shine the biggest flashlight you can find on your brain and work to increase your awareness of your thinking so that you can feel how you want to feel about turning 50, about your life going forward. Please don't leave something this important up to chance or up to anyone else. You can do you. You can do you the best way you know how. Let this milestone birthday help wake you up to all that's possible. To help get things started, I'm excited to tell you about my brand new contest. It's called 50 Unplugged, and you need to enter right away if you're turning 50 in 2018. All you have to do is tell me three things. The number one thing you really want to do after you turn 50, why you want to do it, and how you're going to make sure you do it no matter what. 
Now, the contest is going to be open for all of 2018. You have to tell me these three things on your entry form, and you could win a guest spot on this podcast. There's going to be five guest spots on the Women in the Middle podcast. You could also win some free coaching. In fact, one lucky winner will win my three-month one-on-one coaching package called Nine Steps to Regret-Proof Your Life. So head on over to www.womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash 21 and get the link from the show notes or get the link directly to the contest entry form by going to www.susierosenstein.com slash 50 unplugged contest. And that's 50 50 unplugged contest. I can't wait to see what you're dreaming about. I will be pulling together your responses to share with other women turning 50 so we can all sail into our 50s with big fat smiles on our faces. Who knew that 50 could be so much fun? I'm honored to be hanging with all of you amazing women in the middle. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Music